Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the host and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. Their shape, because like Cameron said, women like what they see with them. And, Don't do that. And they tell their people. And Can you hear yourself, everybody? Yeah. Uh, Mike check. Hello? Stop it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, I guess we should do this. Yes. Yo, it's the South Congress podcast, episode 54. My name is Cameron. And I'm Tristan. So, special episode this week. Um, you're not going to get as much of us rambling on about random stuff nasty like we awards. typically do. Not a lot of nasty awards to give out this week? No. Okay. Not yet. But. Uh, my source did say that she has plenty to tell me of Nasty Awards, so... You have a Nasty Awards source. I do, and it's awesome. I love it. Okay. So let's... <laughs> <laughs> we'll sit on that. Um, so, yeah. A few months back, I'm out drinking, um, as I've been known to do. Yeah. So, and, per um, usual. Okay. And, and I run into my man, Joe. And we get to talking just, you know, what you been up to? What are you doing? And Joe's like, you know, I'm working on uh, this project. Um, we're having an event. It was a Friday night. He's going to want you to come through. I was like, okay. Yeah, I didn't make it. Not for lack of trying. <laughs> we just didn't come together. <laughs> so we run into each other again um, about a month ago. And yeah. it was, a, I think, right after a football game, something like that. And mm-hmm. Joe was like, hey, I got another event coming up. I said, okay, let's do it different this time. Don't just tell me about it. Let's get together. Let's have you come on the podcast and talk about it. Um, so that, you know, the word's out there, and I can't skip it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, a, a little background, Joe and I did our undergrad together. Yes. And I had questions that I'm going to find a way to formulate. Okay. Um, but what I want to do first, um, before we get into some other things, let's talk about the Mahogany Project. Because the way that you presented it to me is, like, super interesting and necessary and vital and courageous and i'm gonna put a bunch of words on it but tell us what the mahogany project is and then we'll kind of jump in with questions okay so the very elevator pitch that i tell everyone is that it's a collective of queer black individuals and we came together because we were tired of people telling our narratives in an incorrect or very um pigeonholed way so Mm. If you think back to media in early uh, 2000s to like maybe 2010, um, and even now, it was either you were the DL thug or the very effeminate black queer person Mm -hmm. who was the sidekick. Um, And so there was no range in the storytelling. There was no range in who who we were as people. So we were tired of that. That was one part. A second part was... My friends, uh, who is the co-creative director of the Mahogany Project, uh, used to host these sweet tea discussions, and we would be like black gay folks who would just get together and have conversations about, it could be like Noah's Ark, it could be HIV AIDS, it could be um, what it was like to be black and queer, and we would just get get together once a month, talk about it, and then play spades, drink, eat, whatever, socialize. That was the second part. And then Will had went to this... mm, Training on how to do activism via art, knew I was a writer, and hit me up and was like, let's write, or let's do this. So that was the third part. So mixing all of these things together, we created the Mahogany Project, and this is what we do. We tell stories, we 
um, bring experiences to the stage. And we try to do that in a way that is authentic to us and authentic to the people that come to see them. Because if people know the experiences of these lives that uh, of people who are in their lives, I think it'll create more dialogue and they'll be better equipped to uh, handle what it means to be an ally. Do you think that Do you think that the, your story, stories like yours, are misrepresented on purpose? Do you think that it's a lack of understanding? Do you think it's um, kind of a willful ignorance? Like, why do you think? Why do you think you could get together with a group of people and they feel so strongly about the story wanting to be told the right way? I guess is what I'm asking. Like, what? Right. Why wasn't it? There is there any kind of one, two, three ideas on why it didn't happen? Um, I think it's because we're scared to talk about race. We're scared to talk about how that impacts everything that we do, who we are as people. So I'm a person of color. I'm a, a black queer man. Before you see my queer, queerness or you come in contact with that, you recognize that I'm black. Mm-hmm. So when we looked at it, like a lot of people that were telling our stories at, in the, when I was growing up, let me not speak for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't through the context of black queer individuals, and so the nuance was not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people are scared to talk about race. And even now, I get a lot of DMs, because I talk about like white gays, I talk about black men, but I talk a lot about white gays and how there's a responsibility to uplift the voices and amplify the voices of people who are marginalized within the queer community. So I get a lot of DMs like, it's not always about race, I don't see color, and I'm like, you're missing the point. Like, We need to see color because... When I go into these spaces that are queer, I'm still seen as a black man. Mm -hmm. And then the most uh, marginalized people in our community, like uh, trans uh, people of color, they are still seen as a person of color. And so the jokes that you hear is like, oh, you're so tired of it. I just think that's part of it. Like People are scared to talk about it because they don't want to be seen as racist. They don't want to... They don't know how to like handle talking about race mm-hmm. in an authentic way, or even though like even know what to ask first, like how to be a better ally or anything like that. So I try to tell tell everyone at all of my shows. I write specifically um, from this perspective because this perspective is missing a lot, mm-hmm. and that's what I do. I think you know one thing I find interesting in you know, people I talk to that are of that community is kind of the, and I'm not going to get the word out right. Say it for me. Fetishization. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the BBC? Well, Joe, I wasn't wasn't ready for that. But no, what I mean is um, the reason that it's always interesting to me is because as straight black men, we go through that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the idea of People just want you for your penis. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Like, again, hey. like this is no, it's funny because it. <laughs> it's usually me leading the conversation. So like um, when somebody else says it, I'm like, can he say that? No, you can say that. Yeah, um, that's totally cool. You know, but there is um, an exploitation of the body. There's an exploitation of a certain type of physicality and aggression. And Yes, yes, yes. Um, and you'll see that in the community. You'll see that in jokes. I literally just saw this on Facebook with a 
someone who we have partnered with before, mm. an organization, the head of an organization. And they was joking about like, oh, someone was going to Atlanta, and I know if they listen to this, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But someone was going to Atlanta, and they we was like, you. we see you. Uh, good luck or something, blah, 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 with all that BBC you're going to get. And I was like, <sighs> And so in that moment, it's like, do you say something on Facebook to this person and everyone's going to be like, well, why did you say it? We were just joking, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Or do you just like let it kind of keep moving? And I was like, I don't have the time today. I don't have the bandwidth. It, <laughs> I did not want to do it. So I just didn't say anything because I, I didn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But it's like you specific, we specifically partnered because we wanted to kind of explore this like there are and I have a piece called the BBC and I did it and you were there and it's like girl you had a a piece called the BBC it's called the BBC like um, it's after um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I've done a lot of adjusting if anybody's noticed the first couple of minutes (laughs) it's after Jill Scott's War Manifesto okay Um, kind of in the same vein and so it's like clearly I'm not just the BBC I'm more than a fat ass or a chocolate stick full of caramelized honey I'm not a whole I'm I am not a whole or just another piece. I'm the creator of a multitude of things you see. I am a king, but clearly not your slave or some uncivilized sexual beast. I mean, it goes on mm-hmm. from there, but I just I just got tired of, like, these white gays coming up to me talking about, like, blah, 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 BBC. I'm like, go by. When I've done acting, um, it's typically either with a very small, like, closed set Mm-hmm. Or even when it's a larger production crew, they're so focused on what they're doing, I don't get an immediate reaction to what I'm doing. You setting up this art in front of a live space, what are you seeing when you say these things? What's the reaction from the crowd? And, and <laughs> what I'm asking is not the reaction from people who share your experience, mm-hmm. but from the people who are there to learn things. Mm-hmm. Like when you say that yeah. to them, what do you see? Well, I think it's different. So when we do our show, like our summer show, the, the a new volume, I, we don't see the crowd typically because there are so many lights on us. Mm-hmm. But we always do a talk back after every show just so people can decompress and have an opportunity to ask questions. Um, and, if, and after the talk back, we do like these individual conversations with people if they didn't want to ask the question. But... Um, the main conversations that come up with people are religion. They always ask us our religious beliefs. The second thing that comes up, um, you know, some of the stronger pieces, like we do a piece called hunting season about like police brutality and stuff like that. So we get a lot of questions about race and what like the intersections of who we are as people. Um, And people that this is the first time seeing work that is centered around race race and sexual orientation, that's the reason we get so many questions because they've never seen something so uh, tied together mm-hmm. throughout the show because race is a focal point of our show and so is the fact that we are queer as well. And then um, we have a trans member in our cast, so even that is laced into some of our show mm-hmm. depending on what she wants to talk about that day. So... Um, I think it's just in people are it's, it's jarring, and so we probably get a more one-on-one questions 
after the show. Mm. Like people ask kind of the general, like, what's your process like? Mm. Um, we have a piece about religion, so they ask about that. And so we get some of those like open-ended questions that everyone probably wants to know. And then personally, we get like the deep introspective questions. What's an example of something that made you think or something that kind of took you back and you had to kind of maybe reevaluate the things you said or look at it from a different perspective? Like, can you share a conversation you had with an audience member? And not word for word, but just something somebody brought to you and you were like, oh, or even on that same on that same line, um, somebody who came to you and was like, hey, that helped me. That took me uh, to okay. a place. I mean, I get those all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's not one in particular that sticks. You're feeling yourself life. a little bit, but okay. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> oh, damn, damn. Feeling yourself I'm a little not, bit. I am not. I am not. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> he was like, "Nah, he does it all the time. Nah, Don't worry." Like, so, I'm, I'm the shit. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I was drinking water. I was not like doing that for dramatic effect, but. Um, well, actually, no. I will. I will take that back. So, someone just asked me to do a blog uh, this week, and I know we're going to talk about this later. Um, but it was about the whole like Jesse Smollett. Well, they asked me to do a blog a month ago. Okay. And I was supposed to do it around like love, romantic relationships, because that's what the show is about mm-hmm. uh, for lovers only. And so I was like, cool, I'm down. So my deadline, I was I think I was supposed to send it Friday. That did not happen. This past Friday, that did not happen. Or what's today? Last week. So I did not send it, send it to them until Tuesday, I think. Okay. So is that the day Jesse happened? I think so. Was it Tuesday? It was, I think I was, it was Tuesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. Whatever day it happened yeah. is the day I sent it because I was like processing. I was like, I, I'm not in the headspace to talk about romantic relationships or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to talk about Jesse. And so I talked about my experience dealing with uh, violence, dealing with uh, abuse, at the hands of other people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I posted it, and someone read it from college. And she hit me up, and she told me the story of how she saw, um, she's a teacher, and she saw this student who she knew was black and queer mm-hmm. walking home. And she was like, she had either just read it or whatever. And she was like, that impacted her because she didn't know what would happen to that student. Mm-hmm. She didn't know if something would happen to them. And she was like, I've never been like kind of that impacted by it and, and wanted to do something, but she did do something. And mm-hmm. she was like, I need to be a better ally to students. And so she was like, can I share your thing, your post? And that was the most recent example that I know of. Mm-hmm. And hearing stories like that, it just inspires me to keep going because this work is hard. This work is difficult. This work is not for the faint of heart. And you definitely want to just stop and you want to, you just get tired of, of exposing yourself so much. Mm-hmm. And so hearing these stories definitely keeps me going. But that was the latest one that happened. Tell us about some pushback that you've gotten. <laughs> I feel like that might have happened once or twice. Well, I don't know if it's pushback because I'm black and queer or because I'm like doing the Mahogany Project and telling these stories or if it's... The answer is yes. But <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. But but yeah, well, the last pushback I got was with the state of Texas. Um, Whoa, we were supposed to perform at the Texas, the state of Texas HIV STD conference. Mm-hmm. They contracted us to do this April or May of 2018. Mm-hmm. The conference was November of 2018, and so it was just fuckery. It was clear that. I don't think 
the people were behind this, but I think as an institution, the state does not want queer voices being told. Mm-hmm. So one uh, an example was the the cast member that cast member that we have is trans was misgendered. So I was like, can you refrain from using gendered language in mm-hmm. the email, like Mister Anderson, Mister blah blah blah? Because mm-hmm. one, you don't know. Yeah. Um, so I was like, look, if you anticipated that we were going to do this, I'll take the fault, but. After I tell you, stop doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That did not happen. So, and then it was like, we were not, so we were supposed to be the last act at the conference. A week before, they were like, oh, somebody, something happened behind the scenes. They were like, you're actually not going to be performing at the conference, but once it's over, we're going to close out everything and then invite you all to perform. You're at the after party. We are. The after after party. At the back of the bus. We're. Behind Rosa Parks at this point. <laughs> and oh, I was like, okay. And so I struggled with that because I was like, no, bitch. I am, in my mind, we're, we're Beyonce. So I don't know what you know, but I, I don't do that. Yeah. But it's, do you do it and make space available for people behind you? Or do you not do it and people don't, don't hear this story? Mm-hmm. So we did it. It was fuckery the day of. Um, they didn't tell us where the park we, I asked, you know, is there a place for us to, like, rehearse and leave our stuff? And they were like, yes. We get to the place they told us. The keys did not work. Um, oh, shit. They told us to, our time to go on was 2.15 at 1.55. He was like, the Mahogany Project. And it was like, you told us a time that was completely different. Yeah. And he was like, well, who told you that? The person who's over the conference. Um we had mic issues. It was just complete fuckery, and it just made it made it made me realize one: um, people will not respect you in those spaces sometimes, and so you have to like assert yourself in a different way. And two, um, it's okay to say no to certain things, and that was that's one of I will I will I personally will not work with the state again. Okay, the state of Texas. Right Maybe along, the state of New York or California, but not the state of Texas. Right along with state, this church, have you had pushback from many religious organizations? Yes, we perform. Well, here's the thing. So you go to religious organizations and they will say, like, we want you to perform. Or you really? perform something. Well, <laughs> let me not say the church did. We performed at a religious institution. Okay. And so that itself yeah. is, like, a big deal. Absolutely. But when you get there, you get this, like... It's just different, like the different vibe. Like, mm-hmm. it's like coming here and y'all don't say anything to me, but you invited me here, right? Like, so it's just really weird. And so wow. it's not saying like they didn't speak, but yeah. it was just like, <clears throat> like there was a distance. Kind of yeah, yeah. Okay. like we really don't want you here, but we want we the, want the you here. thing. Like, mm-hmm. like our mm-hmm. our our beliefs say that we have to do this, but we're not happy about doing it. Our beliefs say that our partner. Wanted you to come here. We did not want you to come. Ah, okay. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So that was one experience. But we've been there St. Edwards like five times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's a Catholic university. Mm-hmm. And the, oh, there was only one piece that was like, you cannot do. And even I said, I probably can't do this here. Because it is, it's not explicit with sex, but it's just very sexual. Yeah. And I mean, so, they got hoes there. Hell yeah, they do. Fuck yeah. I, well, I've heard. I mean, I know they got hoes there. But. <laughs> 
all the St. Edwards women that I've known definitely turned out to be hoes. Did but. you say all? See, you're, you're you're taking a joke too far. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that I've known. I'm not gonna say all the all the guys yeah. there, but I definitely know they have hoes that reformed, but they have hoes. Mm. Um, and that's in my own personal experience. But they have invited us there, and they mm. are extremely accommodating mm. every time we go, except the one piece. But it's just a piece where it's like guys on stage are damn near naked. So I was mm. like, as a college institution that's Catholic, I get it. Mm. Um, but they were probably, they're probably one of the easiest people to work with or institutions. To okay. So, again, with the, the little bit of acting that I've done. Um, <laughs> The, I like how you like throw it in there. The well, little bit of yeah, little bit I've, you done. Know, I've done this before. I mean, the I've first been like, thing, yes. in the softcore porn, but well, listen, <laughs> let me explain. The first thing that I did was was very, um, it was very tame. It was a guy going on a date and kind of psyching himself up to do it and having a conversation about it. The next thing that I did was like really passionate and romantic softcore um, porn. <laughs> listen, I feel like I just saw you uh, tweet about this. I don't think that was me. So, here you go. What was the decision like to say, we can't, this can't be hand holding and hugging and early conversation? What made you guys say, no, like, this has to be a sexual thing. We need to put it out there, like, right out front. Like, did you feel like the most effective way? For that specific piece? Well, okay. So, so I guess that's what I'm asking. Does it vary the level of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean,. I don't want to be pigeonholed into one type of conversation. Like, all of our shows have general themes. Okay. So the first one was Uncut and Uncensored, and that really was, like, throwing darts at the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one was the body is- was body issues, and so it was, like, things associated with, with the body. So it was, like, um, ass, like how, as black men, our bodies are commodified and objectified. Mm-hmm. It talked about suicide. Um, it talked about, uh, that, I think that's when we did hunting season. So it was like how black bodies, how our bodies are not appreciated, how we as individuals. Uh, the third one, um, forgot that one. Oh, it was revolution. So it was essentially talking about like how we have to come together as community to be the revolution. And how at the, at the center of that is love for each other as, as queer and uh, black queer people. The fourth one was um, a Chronicles. And so it detailed the lives of not characters, but just black queer people from the 80s when there was this uh, war on drugs, it was the AIDS crisis, uh-huh. to now. And uh, we've gone to different volumes and stuff like that. So each volume is different in the overall theme, and all of the pieces are different. Like, mm-hmm. we talk about religion, we talk about suicide, we talk about depression, we talk about just getting together and having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, we talk about sex, we talk about boy pussy, like, all these things that happen, all these things that um, are within the community that we deal with, we talk about it. This is what we'll do. Um, yeah. Let's take a short break and we'll come back. We'll talk some current event stuff and then okay. let people know exactly when the next show's happening. No. Too I mean, soon. we can put that in too the early. You can put that okay. in the in the outtakes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, but yeah, but we'll do some current event stuff and we'll talk about when uh, the next show's happening. Yeah. Some details on that, all right? Sounds well, good. Right. Cuz I have to pee. That's <laughs> a good reason to stop. 
South Congress and the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast have two online stores to buy shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, notebooks, and more. Visit redbubble.com and tpublic.com and search Seahawk to see all of the merchandise. We run specials every few weeks, so join the South Congress and East Coast cast Facebook fan pages for all the details on our online specials and promotions. So you never wish like bad things to happen to people, um, but it kind of did give us some content that you being here this week makes it really poignant. And like a talking point, talking about uh, Jesse Smollett being attacked in Chicago. Um, yeah, w- where to begin? Um, it's weird. I went to my barber yesterday. He's a great guy. Um, and like his first reaction was, "Man, I think it's a setup for Empire. Like they trying to get attention for the show." And I'm like, "I, I don't think that's it. Oh. Um, I, I don't think this is a promo run for a television show. <laughs> it's my no, guy." It's but yeah. I was like, "Yeah." Um, <laughs> I mean, I deal with I deal with a certain element. There's a certain pressure. Um, certain people will try me. Certain people have problems with me for things that are, you know, purely external. And, you know, I've handled it well sometimes. I've handled it bad sometimes. Uh, but I would never pretend like my experience would be the same experience that you have. Um, it, it just, as much as we are the same, there's a different type of animosity, um, that I'm sure you experienced than I ever would. Um, so when you see an incident like this, um, what are the different ways, I guess, that you internalize it? Um, so the Jesse Smollett situation was extremely difficult, uh, for a couple of reasons. So at UT... Unfortunately, unfortunately, I went through a negative experience with members of the basketball team, and I talked about this in the blog that we had that I talked about earlier. Where it was in, I don't know if you knew Dr. Moore, Leonard Moore. Yeah. Um, so we were in when he first came to UT. We mm-hmm. were in his class, and it was the history of the hip hop generation, and followed by or the African American in sport and then you took the history of the hip hop generation. Okay. So you had to register for both classes. It was a combined course, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were like separate courses but together. Mm-hmm. So it was like from nine to twelve. Okay. Like nine to ten thirty we took a break and then from ten thirty to twelve. It was mm-hmm. Tuesday, Thursday. So because he had been there talk, talking about like, you know, black students and athletes and stuff like that, like it was a lot of hype around it. And then the course titles were there was a lot of hype a lot of hype. I mean it's it's a class that you want to take if you're right. from that community or if you're interested in that community. Yes. Yeah. So it really was like the who's who of mm. black people in this class mm-hmm. at the time. It was like a whole bunch of Greeks. It was a whole bunch of just popular kids. It was mm-hmm. a whole bunch of athletes. Black students, mind you. So in that class, in that class. Huh? I, said, I was not in that class. But keep going. <laughs> Sorry, you were not part of the group. <laughs> he wasn't cool enough, I guess. I guess not. <laughs> it's like that. My advisor, I got early uh, registration because I was an orientation advisor. That's the okay. only reason I got in. Well, not, not the only reason, but that's why I got in because I was in it early. Anyway, um, one of the classes, Dr. Moore started talking about athletes and compensation. Like, should you get money for at the time? Which we talk about a lot oh, yeah, we on do, the yeah. show, but yeah. It was the EA Sports basketball game. That's that right, playing. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was like, Damien, do you think you should get paid for it? Someone, and I got this from the police report, someone said he don't get paid, he shouldn't get paid for it because he don't do anything or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And Damien got upset. Damien thought that was me. 
Mm. So he had he was like mothering stuff throughout the throughout the class about. I, I guess it, now that I'm thinking about it, it was me, but it just about like, oh, you faggot, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I was like, who is he talking to? Yeah. But I hadn't put two and two together at the time because I was like, I know I didn't say anything. So yeah. I was just like, okay, back to class. Anyway, so later on, it was either that night or like the next day, I was walking outside of Jester to a friend's dorm at night. It was like 8, 8 8.30. And it was Jester East, and it was by, um, like, coming from the parking garage, mm-hmm. like, Brazos. And so I was walking up into Jester East. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen campus, but... He used to come kick you I've been on West. y'all's campus more than I've been on my own yeah. campus. <laughs> Texas State, so... <laughs> I lived in West. Yeah. So. Oh, okay, so, yeah, it yeah. was definitely Jester East. So it was, like, up that little small incline, mm-hmm. and... Damien, Justin Mason, and Gary Johnson were walking. Mm-hmm. And they surrounded me, and they was like, what was all this shit she was talking about in class? Like, you a faggot. Um, and then he was like, hit that nigga, Mace. And I was like, whoa, how yeah. did we get here? So nothing happened physically. Yeah. So they, they just kept talking shit, and then they like walked off and laughed. So I called a friend, and I was like, should I call the police? Should I report this? And she was like, you definitely should. Mm. And if nothing happens, they at least have record that it happened. Yeah. So I called the cops. I went to UTPD. I filed a report. They said, well, we'll be in touch. So I went back like a week later, and I was like, what's the status? And they were like, well, actually, we talked to him, and his, the other people corroborated his story. Mm. So there's nothing much that we can do. So then I went to the professor. I went to Leonard, and he was like, well, I mean, you could always just move your seat. And I was like, you are always talking about, like, you're close to athletes. Like, you can't talk to them. He was like, I think you should just move your seat. Mm. Then I talked to an administrator. who I, that This person I will not name. Mm. Um, and they were like, well, have you ever looked at it from their perspective? And I was like, Okay. So that was one thing I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Last July, I'm sorry, last January, I was at ACC Riverside, and I was physically attacked by someone. I do not know who this person is. I was standing on the corner on my phone, looking at my phone. Someone walked up. I thought they were a student that I knew because I used to work for ACC. So mm-hmm. I said, oh, do I know you? And they started punching me. I called the police. They were there. A woman started taking my statement, and then, like, maybe two minutes after that, two more cops came. And then they started having a discussion about who was taking the statement. And I was like, the person went to the left. Like, they went north, east. Uh-huh. Go. Um, and they just kind of have, kept having that internal discussion. And so maybe, like, a week or two later, they said, um, we did not find the person, and your case has been... They don't say closed. Your case is just... It's open, but it's essentially closed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after the whole Jesse situation, I was in a very just emotional state. Like, all of these instances of stuff happening between what happened in college, which was, which was the first time anything had happened, and then the latest kind of attack to me um, last January, everything in between had, like, kind of come back at me. Mm-hmm. So... It, w- it was extremely difficult, a difficult day. Um, just because I tell people I am able to do what I do and I have a support system, like I am extremely grateful for that, but I'm, on- 
I sacrifice my safety because I do what I do. Yeah. Um, I am, I don't want to say a public figure. I'm not that, but I am in the public and I perform public publicly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so people feel comfortable um, doing whatever they deem is necessary to my body because of that. Mm-hmm. And that is something I will have to live with for the rest of my life that other people do not have to. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty courageous. Yeah. Like, wow. the fact that none of that makes you want to stop doing what you're doing, that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I didn't say that. But <laughs> I think ultimately, I, I, one, I do not talk about my, like, religious, religious uh, affiliations or mm-hmm. background or anything, but I do feel, I will say this. So you're Jewish. Is what? No, you got it. (laughs) I will say this. um, I do feel I was given a gift and I have a voice. Mm -hmm. And while it took a little bit longer to find that voice, I'm comfortable using it because I don't want any black queer person to go through anything I've gone through. Yeah. Um, And I, I just don't want that to happen. And so whatever I can do to make the world a better place for them, whatever space I can create for them, whatever... Um, pathways I can can open up for them, I will do because I have the support system that so many people do not have. Um, there was this interview that Jay-Z did with The Breakfast Club years ago when he did interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying, you know, there are 20 people that you have to get to, you have to talk to before you get to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel very similar, like not that there are 20 people that you have to talk to. You can, you can call me and I, I'll answer, but um, there. If you do something to me, there are twenty people and probably more that will come after you. Yeah. And so, I feel extremely blessed because of the position I'm in, and so that allows me to keep going. Let's talk about how you can help people in the immediate immediate future. Mm-hmm. When's the show? Me? Oh, oh, okay. The show is February sixteenth um, at seven at Cheer Up Charlie's. Tickets are available at themahoganyproject.com. That's themahoganyproject.com. Say it louder one more time for the microphone. Themahoganyproject.com. Am hey. I talking too loud? You know, you're, you're fine. Okay. So I'm usually loud, so with mics, it throws me off. I hit a button. It'll be fine. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> talk. You'll clean it up somewhere. Yeah, okay. yeah. So even like with this show, I use mics because of a band, and mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, I have to like step away and then you yeah it's it's hmm. February 16th at Cheer Up Charlie's Cheer Up uh, Charlie's 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Okay. I'm starting at 7 p.m. Okay. Um doors open at 6. It's this one is very is very uh, exciting for me because with the other shows it's it's a lot of heavy stuff and <laughs> it's a lot of heavy stuff. This one is more about just I want to continue to show people that black queer relationships exist. Mm-hmm. That um, we are there and vibrant and all of that. And so this one is about love. Um, there's this quote, oh, the black gays are going to come for me for forgetting this man's name. But he was like, black, black man loving black man is a revolutionary act of the 80s. And for me, it's still the revolutionary act um, because you don't see that a lot in media. So. I just want to talk about love. And I wanted there to be a happy ending this time because every show I write for myself is just so depressing at the end and people are like, I need a therapist now. <laughs> so this one is um, 
a little bit different than the other shows that, that I write by myself. It's a little bit hope. Let me say that. Are we going? Okay. I feel like yeah. we're going. You definitely should, bitch. I feel like we're going. Yeah. I feel like we're going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You should get the For Lovers Only package. That comes with... It's $20, and it comes with three free drinks. It comes with a little mm. package from our sponsors, and I will not say who they are just yet. Um, but please know that last year's package uh, came with um, some some goodies, some freebies. Not like some candy and shit like that, but like some actual stuff that you can go and get, like a massage or a facial. Holy shit. Stuff like that, yeah. Wow. And Peter everyone got deal. that. <laughs> hey, hey, three drinks. I'm the Osiris. Yeah, they three, yeah, three drinks. Massage like, massage three like, drinks. Oh, like, all right. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Some amazing, yeah, uh, some amazing, uh, an amazing show. Like you get a singer, a poet, a live band. You can bring your boo. Ultimately, like I write stuff for Black queer people, but everyone can relate because we all go through the shit that that this show is about. We all go through hardships. We all like go through some some times where we. Are in our feelings and our partner doesn't get it, but we're in our feelings for a reason, and so we kind of pull away. It's just a lot that we go through. So, Pino wants to know if the hoes are in there. <laughs> when did I ask that? But that'd be a good question to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what hoes you're looking for. You know, none of the people that come to my shows are hoes because we don't believe in the word hoe. At my show, we believe that we're sex positive, and so we just want to make sure that everyone has a good time. Okay. If that answers your question, which I think it does. I think that is too, yeah. He heard sex positive. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. Positive sex, all right. (laughs) Oh, boy. No, Joe, we really appreciate your time. Joe Anderson Jr. Um, Are we done? Just about. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, y'all kicking me off already? I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) No, something else you wanted to get out of there? (laughs) No? Huh? Anything else you wanted to talk about? I mean, it's your space. Yeah. Is it my space? Well, yeah. what questions do you have? I feel like oh, I yeah. mean I can I can stay for a little bit longer. A little yeah, bit longer. I, no. I did for the record. I did yeah. tell them I have to leave. Yeah, I am not that big, to, but I said I had to go to another event, um, and I did not know I was going to be on here this long. Yeah, but whatever questions y'all got, I'm down. I mean, I I kind of want to see it and then. Yeah, come exactly. talk to yeah. you like, like are y'all gonna invite me back no I mean, that's what I'm saying Absolutely. like we yeah why yeah. wouldn't we have you on again like yeah. I don't know you know yeah no no no, no. It's, just this little boy if you're not clip. busy you yeah. know <laughs> I won't be busy after the show like I'm trying to run out I will not be busy after the show I do go on holiday mm-hmm. okay. after every show I do just like mentally block out everything I wanna go on holiday one day no shit. Well, I, well, I, I go on holiday in every June. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, I go on holiday August. for a week in the spring, right? Yeah, man. I have no. holiday from then. So. But no, yeah, let's do that though. Let's it's let's definitely fun when you tell people I'm going on holiday. On holiday sounds yeah. nice. I'm gonna start saying that shit. Yeah, now. I'm going you on definitely holiday. Should. Vacation, you know, I'm going on holiday. I'm going on holiday. I'll talk to y'all. Funny no, story, and I, I promise I won't take up too much time. Um, so I was dating this guy, and he was what the first show was about. It was called mm-hmm. For Lovers Only. I'm sorry, it was not called For Lovers Only. It was called Love Jones. Um, and he was the, the the first show. I'm still listening. I'm not yeah. leaving. Um, and I told him, I was like, I'm going on holiday. And he was like, what the fuck is a holiday? And I was like, I'm going to New Orleans after a show. Like, I just need to get away. And he did not believe me. So he calls me while I'm in New Orleans. And he's like, I'm upset with you. And I was like... What did I do? And he was like, we'll talk about it when you get back. I hate when people do that. Like, we can talk about it right now because yeah. clearly I'm here, you're here, we're both here. So we drove to New Orleans. So for the entire eight hours, I was sitting there and I was pissed. And I was like, 
this has ruined my holiday because it was the last day I was there. He called me, and I was like, "What the? What does he want? Like, why is he upset? Like, mm. I gotta deal with this when I get back." And then my birthday was like five days after that, so I was like, "It was a bad end to the holiday. It was a bad beginning to the birthday celebration." And when I got there, he had roses and he apologized, and that's my story. Joe, happy holiday. <laughs> Not yet. February seventeenth. I'm going to Dallas for a couple days. Gosh. There you go. All right. But we know we're actually we're ending the show because the camera's deciding it wants to die. And so I can get this off before we go. South Congress Podcast, episode 54. Yeah. I'm Cameron. I'm Tristan. And I'm Joe. <laughs> we were joined by Joe Anderson Jr. of the Mahogany Project. February the 16th, 7 p.m. at Cheer up, Charlie's. Cheer up, Charlie's. 900 Red River Street. There we go. Um, and hey, you'll probably see us there. Well, holding three drinks. Yes, because I say we're, we're going. We're, I'm definitely in that package. There we go, man. Again, three drinks. Bitch, y'all should come. There is no maybe. <laughs> there is. It's happening. South Congress Podcast, Episode 54. I'm Cameron. And I'm Tristan. And we're out. Bye. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comic, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.